This is Derek, uh, Editor-in-Chief. Uh, just after seeing Captain America, the first Avenger, I'm here with guys from the Comics Bulletin. Introduce yourselves so people can know. Jason Sachs. Travis Wallica. And we've got someone else coming in just a moment, right? Uh, <laughs> Morgan. 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 But he'll identify himself by voice. So, uh, yeah, we were, we were, how do they, how do they say that? We were among the first to see the first. Uh, despite all those press screenings all across the country that have gone on. And, and the premiere in Hollywood the other day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's quite a few people there. But too. you know what? It's, it's Comic-Con. Let's, let's get into, you know, yeah. let's, let's believe the hype for a moment. Because Chris Evans asked us to, personally, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> to our faces. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and we were in different houses, both uh, different screening rooms. So uh, what was the, the Chris Evans experience like for you guys? After we got done waiting for him, you mean? Yes. Uh, it was nice to see someone not lie about how good something is. Usually it's, you know, oh, they're promoting it, but no, he was right on the ball. This is absolutely true. Film. I mean, he said he was really proud of this movie, and, uh, you know, he just came in and gave it quick to us, because I know they had to get everything started. But uh, the fact that he went into every house, mm -hmm. that was really impressive. Uh, but, yeah, and then to say, yeah, so how proud he was, and then uh, and I had watched the movie, I'm like, you should be. And now, yeah, boy, there better not be any scandals with him. That's all I can say <laughs> right now, because he is going to be every boy and girl's hero right. for the rest of the summer. This guy's got a lot to live up to. He's thinking Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones all over again. Mm -hmm. Different format. Well, even a nice reference to it. There was a nod to that in the movie. So, uh, oh, I think I missed that. Oh, and the Red Skull says, you know, Hitler's digging for, for relics in the desert. Oh, and yeah. It was, and so everybody goes, oh. Yeah, it got next to me with nodding. Yeah, so there was like, a nod to okay. that. So Morgan's head down, so Morgan Davis from Comic Bulletin as well. Say hello, so we got a voice identification. Hi, everyone. All right, so... All right, now we talked about our Chris Evans experience, but the film itself, which were thoughts? Well, I actually, I, I quite enjoyed the fact that the, the movie just did what it wanted to do, instead of trying to be something that it wasn't. We, we kind of spoke, as we were coming out of the theater, about that, about how this was a movie that didn't pretend to be something else. It didn't try to make the, the hero grand gritty, and didn't try to, like, modernize it in an awkward way. It just kind of streamlined it and made it uh, very, very glossy and pretty, but it was still fun and had the tone of a lot of the serials that you would see in like the 40s and At 50s. the risk of sounding film pretentious, and this is the first uh, Marvel movie that I felt is a Marvel film. That it really, it had, it has the nice button that was like the only way it could be, and it was like, and just, and in fact you say, it was its own thing. It was definitely, it had a vibe, and where I feel like DC has missed the boat with like Green Lantern this summer, of that is a Joe Johnson film. There's that touch, and it's a, per, it's a personal thing. So. And it was also kind of nice to see Joe Johnson make a film that kind of felt like something he really loved and cared about. Like, you could feel like it was The Rocketeer, you know, kind of mm -hmm. modernized and updated. It was almost like what The Rocketeer could have been if they had gotten a little bit more love and attention. You know, you could see that Marvel and Joe Johnson were just a great pairing on this. That was kind of like, you know, the, the director and the studio and the, and the comic itself all worked so well together and it really was like a perfect integration I felt. Yeah. Jason, you're quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some I have something okay. uh, uh, well the screenwriters were big fans of the comics and apparently our comic writers are big fans of the movie because if anybody knows Fear itself is very similar to the film, which is surprising with Sin's uh, Red Skull's daughter Sin tying uh, the Nazi and the uh, gods 
to uh, you know her invasion uh, right now, and it's very similar to the film. They could have went in a different direction, and they're kind they're trying to tie the comics with the film, which I really, is pretty. I really noticed that I haven't actually been reading Fear itself. <laughs> a lot of people are, are steering away from it, but after this film. Marvel pay me because uh, maybe you can well, you know, uh, check I, out Fear Itself uh, now. You missed it because you were away in the restroom, but they actually uh, they made thanks at the end to Stan and Jack, of course, which was very cool. But also they it's called out Joe and Jack. Joe, that's right, and that's Joe, Joe and Jack too. Yeah. They, they, they're they're credited. They were credited as cre- as creators, which is good, of course. But also Drew um, Baker and Epstein and all the people who've been working on the new stuff. Mm-hmm. They they made a point of calling out to them, which I thought was very mm-hmm. interesting. And and if you got Captain America number one, the relaunch last. Week I picked up this to see because now people are going to see this movie this weekend, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Chris Evans asked us to make it number one. Oh, it's going. Uh, it's, it's going, going to. Yeah. It's going yeah. to. Um, that uh, if you pick up Captain America number one, it's clearly it, it's everything else has been going on in the book. There's no reference to it whatsoever, but you have Nick Fury, you have Steve Rogers in a story, you know, calling back to his World War II days and a reference to what happened to Peggy. So, um, you know, it's like, it actually, if you didn't know better, you could have walked out of the movie theater just going, oh, Nick Fury's wife, but okay, other than that, uh, when you pick up the comic book, and Dum Dum's in there. So, you know, they all know who Dum Dum is. How did Dum Dum survive World War II? Which I really hope that they figure out some way to make him, because he was a great Dum Dum Dugan. So Marvel does a great job at cross-pollinating and uh, marketing. I mean, we have to give them that. I know some people are sick of, you know, mainstream comics and everything, but they do a great job tying in their yeah. movies with their books. Yeah, and so I, I think ultimately we're all saying, without being any spoilers, I mean, we just love this movie. It was just a great, fun, splashy summer movie. It doesn't ask anything more than just to be a great time at the theater. And what we were talking about also is it's very kind of, it's got the throwback feel to it. Doesn't it's not afraid to be corny or silly or you know plumb the cliche well, because a lot of what makes it so great is the fact that it, it's all about the cliche. And, and I think it's straight up moral. Yeah, there's no flaw in Steve Rogers. I mean, I mean, other than he's weak at the beginning, but he's the good man from beginning to end. And. That never gets questioned. But I think they were smart to kind of bring it back and just make it all about the World War II era instead of trying to like put it in or try to make Captain America fit in with modern times and turn it into some sort of anti-terrorism message. By bringing it back to like the World War II time, they could make it that stark black and white because mm-hmm. you have the Nazis and you have everyone else. Right. Um, but you know. at the same time, they still modernized uh, World War II to fit in with the fantasy and comics. So you know, there's a lot of technology here that that's true. Well, yeah. was, uh, you know, a lot of Cannon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but those were in Star. the hands of certain people. Only, right, you know, sure. like you could come up with a logical case for them to have them. Yeah, the, the, the Hydra had it, but the Nazis didn't. They made an actually really clear point about differentiating Hydra from the Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, well, very not even the conflict between the two. And it was also kind of interesting because even the the technology that they're using in it. I mean, you could you could make the leap that still still a bit of a leap, but you could make it that it's Tesla technology, and that's mm-hmm. what he was kind of u- utilizing there is something that was, you know, it was theorized by people going back into the beginning of the 20th century, and it's not that yeah. far out of bounds. Well, and all the technology flows through. I mean, there's Howard Stark as the main character in the movie. Mm-hmm. You can totally see where Tony got everything. I mean, right. There's even a, a kind of resemblance between the two actors mm-hmm. I thought was especially cool. Um, so you can really see the whole flow of continuity just from the past to the present and, character. And you can still go back into there was a nod to Professor Horton mm-hmm. right. at the, yeah. the beginning. So great, the great, great little moment. Little Easter egg right there. Yeah. So the big thing after that, of course, and it's 
is not a surprise to anyone, as post-credits, the trailer for the Avengers. Thoughts there? Wait, did, you, did your audience go as completely nuts as ours? <laughs> you not? I mean, it's uh, the first first thing we've seen for the Avengers, like, of substance, and, it, you know, it, I mean, it looks excellent, and it's interesting, too, that they manage, it looks like it's going to be a similar thing of bringing together this classic storyline and modernizing it just enough for it to make sense for, for contemporary audiences, but also staying true to the classic Marvel stories. Because you have, they, they kind of unveil that Loki is the reason why the Avengers get together, which fits right into the original Avengers story. And they hint at that, and there's also, it's mostly the classic lineup with some small changes. But it seems like the real real idea there is still basically the same as what it was in the very first Avengers story. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. I'm just speechless. I'm just speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. Like, even if it's not good, they're all going to be in it. They're all going to, you know, it's going to be a lot of action, and it's going to be fun. Another fun summer movie, and we'll be at Comic-Con next year sweating our brains out over it. <laughs> <laughs> or D23, because that's the thing, you know, they didn't bring Avengers here, because other than they have the booth for, you know, yeah. to see but the, pre- the big presentation is going to be at the D23 event. So Comics Bulletin be going to D23? You know what? D23. Yeah, what's D23? Yeah, in a month. Oh, in, in a month. month. Okay. Disney's, ha- Disney's yeah. having their big convention in Anaheim. Oh, and uh, that's, that's where Joe Casada is going to take, uh, is going to do a big presentation on Avengers from... Okay. Uh, I may have to work my magic then in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got us here. All right, cool. So, How about performances? How about Stanley Tucci? He stole the first half of the movie. Uh, right? I, it, it, I was doing his Howard Morris impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little old man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was full of great character actors. It was, it, and Chris Evans, like I said, is you know, that, he's going to be, every boy's going to want to grow up and be Steve Rogers now. I think the real real show, show thief there, though, is uh, Tommy Lee Jones, which I was impressed. I, I you know, like, I enjoy him, but this is probably his first performance in a long time where I just felt like he really stole the show, and every minute that he was on screen, he just kind of commanded it. The first time in like, a long time where I felt like Comedy Jones might have actually been lo- loosening up and feeling like he was having fun being right. on a movie. Yeah. yeah. But still, he's the man in command. He's so good at being the man in command. Making jokes, having a great time, obviously, but he is the man. I love that. You know, it takes me back to early <laughs> in his career when he actually had that authority. And yeah. Awesome gravitas. Yeah. I mean, I didn't he, know he was in this movie, too. He came on the street. I'm like, <laughs> this is perfect. Boy, you must have avoided all the marketing I mean Tommy Lee Jones is one of those guys he plays himself but I mean he's just it doesn't matter he's in, a, in an Al Pacino he comes out and he just yeah. controls the audience it doesn't and, matter and yeah. Hugo you know, Weaving as Hugo Weaving Mr. Anderson we love it okay well the two thing was the things with both of them was that it wasn't so much that they were overacting it was the uh, it was like they brought a certain something to their delivery that really made it excellent. Like, there were lines that they said that if you just wrote them down, they're not funny, but just the way that they delivered them just sold it, you know. And I think that's a testament to, to their acting skills, mm-hmm. the fact that it wasn't necessarily that they were making some grand leap of character, it was just that they, they were true to it and they just spoke it in a way that really yeah. delivered the line. Yeah. All right. It may be the first comic book movie that that's the case. Like where the supporting actors really reach out and grab us. I mean, you know, we've had Heath Ledger dominate Dark Knight, and 
you know, uh, Robert Downey, obviously, Dominic Iron Man, Chris, I mean, even Hemsworth with Thor, I mean, he controlled the movie, I mean, he, and, you know, but this is the movie where the supporting actors, because Captain America is a bland, you know, right. red, white, and blue, serial, you know, get up and do a jog, but he's that bland guy to the supporting guys. Just, you yeah. know, they crushed it. And it was a great screenplay, too. I mean, it was yeah, good. It was. Well, well written. It was funny. Well structured, everything about it. So, all right. Be part of the crowd that's uh, making a number one movie in America this weekend. Maybe we'll go back. All right. <laughs> so, so, thanks, guys. We'll catch you around later. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.